Hello and welcome to my podcast series from Secretary to CEO. I'm your host Caroline Fry and in today's episode I will be talking to you about the book Crucial Conversations and the role that it played in transforming both my business and my marriage. So first of all let me explain what Crucial Conversations is. It's a book as I have here by Kerry Patterson, um, Joseph Grenny. Ron Macmillan and Al Switzer. And what the book does is it teaches people how to communicate effectively in high stakes situations. But the book offers um, practical tools and strategies really for having a different difficult conversation with people, but in a way that's able to maintain um, mutual respect, but most importantly, it leads to a positive outcome. So Communication is so important in any relationship, but communication can really be hard when there's lots of different types of personalities involved. So from my own perspective, before I started working on my own self-value and communication skills, I was a great one for just doing things and getting the job done quickly and right. So what did that teach people? So my team basically learned that if they'd not done their part right, it didn't really matter as I wouldn't really discuss it with them and I just sorted it out and got the job done. I didn't like confrontation. I really, really didn't like even telling people when they were wrong. So if we flash forward, I'm working away now, like getting the job done, moving things, getting it on, uh, managing away. And we had this consultant working with us for a time and she pointed out this flaw in my management skill. So I did the usual and fobbed it off, explaining I was always under pressure and I just didn't have the time to wait for people to fix it. Um, She didn't buy for a second. Uh, But then what she did was slightly different. She actually asked me, had anybody ever shown me how to have a difficult difficult conversation? And it didn't need to be confrontational. No, I had not learned the so-called communication skill. I basically thought, you know, I was going to have to go in all hard, guns blazing, you're doing it this way, get on, you're paid to do a job, blah, 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 blah. But this was not the case. And this is when I discovered this baby, Crucial's Conversation. And I have to say, it changed everything. The book taught me how to approach difficult conversations With a mindset of curiosity and openness. So rather than me going in, like I said, defensive or aggression. So crucial conversations, it breaks it down basically into various steps. So what it does is it asks you to look at a conversation, but to start with the heart. Like, so you're looking at what's my role in this? Whether we want to believe it or not, we all have a role and we all have a part to play in this. But then we want to stay in dialogue. So number one guilty it's very easy to bring up the past but what it's asking you to do is just blinkered vision stay focused on the issue in hand and more importantly an outcome in resolving the issue then this was something very new to me it talks about making it safe and and I'd never heard this language before but basically what it was saying was you need to make it safe for a for you and for the other people or person that you're having this conversation with so if you picture the scene, if you walk in and if you're defenseless and are defensive and if you are aggressive and if you are, this is going to be my way and I want it done this way and nobody here has a voice or an opinion or la di la di la, nobody is actually going to communicate effectively with you. So making it safe was a whole new concept for me. And then it was like, don't get hooked by the emotion. It's very easy when we are having difficult conversations to deflect. 
and not even um you know you don't really want to face what's what's in front of you so it's very easy but he did this or she did this or I wouldn't be here because of this so it's not to get hooked by the emotion but then it's like basically what's the purpose like we need a mutual purpose like at the end of the day we both don't want to be in this situation we both both want to get from maybe a to b and how do we do this and maintain the relationship Another big thing that you need to do is separate the facts from the story. And generally, when an issue comes, it's 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 especially when it's difficult and it's got to high stake stage. It's added legs is probably the best way of talking about this. So you know, there's loads of layers of emotion now are being put onto this. There's your interpretation. There's his interpretation. There's the team's interpretation. So it's very very important to factually this is what happened. We don't need the background story. We don't need a suggested solution right now. We just need to look at it. And then when we have that and when we're starting to look at how am I looking after my emotions and how am I conducting myself and, you know, owning your role that you actually own in bringing a solution to this. When you do that and make it a safe environment, actually understand what the purpose is and agree on the purpose. Well, then you're nearly at a stage to make and agree an action plan. So that's the theory. Um, sounds beautiful. Sounds very logical. Sounds very practical. So I suppose I'll take you through how I started applying it. So the first thing that I do want to say is this absolutely easier than done. And still to this day, um, I have to practice this regularly. I have to breathe. I have to step away. I have to get in control of my emotions and go, actually, do you know what? There's no point in having this conversation right now because no good is going to come out of it and walk away which was a skill that I never did before so if I look at where maybe difficult conversations would have come up in the past I know for my own self and looking back then I would have had a tendency to take things personal that if an issue was raised and this isn't a personal attack on me and I needed to go in there and defend my honor so basically what I had done is um taking all that I'm giving out But what I needed to do there was to actually learn a process, to park the emotions that were being triggered and then take a deep breath and pause. So, you know, if somebody came in and, you know, was maybe giving out a performance or giving out about a team member or my husband just giving out about the kids or something, I would straight away go into defensive mode. So then I kind of had to look and go, okay, what is he actually saying here? Or what's she actually saying here? Or, or what's the problem? So instead of just straight away reacting, I had to I had to pause. The other thing that I really liked about crucial conversations, for me, I like, pros- I like processes and structure. So now I had a structure to follow for when I was having a difficult conversation. So, you know, and I often think this is a skill that we take for granted. Like, you know, we learn to speak. So just because we speak doesn't necessarily mean that we're good communicators. And, you know, when you're talking about difficult conversations, like people can maybe be a little bit offended when you're telling them this is a skill that you need to learn. But at the end of the day, I didn't like confrontation. And for me, having a process of maybe working it out and a few things that I needed to check before, especially when I was, knew I was going in to have a review or I knew I was maybe going into a parent-teacher meeting and if there was a difficult conversation I wanted to talk about with one of my children or a conversation in the marriage in particular that like I did not want to have. Um, now I had a process that I could nearly play out the conversation in my head 
and look for where maybe I was going to react or what the solution was going to be, would be a solution that I wanted. Um, so I love this process and I know this sounds crazy. It works and I can honestly tell you so much so that a client of mine recently said to me, he was like, Caroline, that's probably the nicest telling off I've ever done in my life. And that was basically me just pointing out to him, right, you're here, you're doing this, this and this, you know, and keeping the emotions in check, agreeing what the mutual purpose was, agreeing the action uh, action plan, that we were able to have a very heated conversation and actually go, no, this is what we need to do and move on. So it was brilliant. But what was really interesting in following this process was what I had not realized how much this pattern of avoiding confrontation and just getting on with things had snuck into my personal life, my marriage, my kids. Um, basically, I was just kind of taking one for the team. The peacekeeper was what I was. Um, so rather than pointing out where things weren't actually really working for me, I would just get on with um, things and mutter under my breath. But basically what I was doing was I was pushing down these frustrations and these emotions. So then when it came to have a conversation, I had so much uh venting I suppose the best word to say built up in me that when we were sitting down to this I couldn't stay on track so this basically book for me was a game changer because it literally changed how I communicated with my husband my family and my team so um this is basically I'm going to take you through now what you need to do to have a difficult conversation so the first thing it tells you to do is to start with the heart and what that means is work on you first. So work on me. And remember, the only person that you're able to control in a situation of a difficult conversation is you. So you need to examine your motives and your emotions before even engaging in a conversation. Do you want a result or do you want to fight? And you need to be honest with yourself there. And look at your behavior or, you know, what's that telling you? How are you acting right now? And is this going to impact on what your motives are? Like, there's no point in you, you know, going in all guns blazing or, you know, you want to have a conversation maybe about sharing the workload at home. And then if you start shouting like, and then another thing and this, and like, you wouldn't even need a dinner I made for you. Like, if you're going in like that and haven't got your emotions in check, you're like, you've lost before you've even entered in to the conversation itself. So it's important to think, what are you really trying to achieve here for you? Like, when we're going into these conversations, like, looking at like what's working for you what's going to work for others like what what like what do we need to do to keep the relationship intact and then how would you actually if you weren't so emotional right now or if this was I don't want to say normal person but you, you get what I mean for context how would somebody in a clear maybe and calm state actually react to this if this is what they really approached or if this is what they really wanted so what we really need to do is when we're when we know we have to have a difficult conversation, the first thing you need to do is start with the heart. Get your own emotions in check and basically examine how you're going to approach this conversation. And if you're frustrated, you know, or if you're annoyed or if this is difficult, you are better off pausing and taking a breath and actually composing yourself before you continue on the road. So the other thing that they talked about earlier was creating a safe space. And what this really means is look at how your body is reacting and also look at how the other person is reacting. Um, like, are you going into silence? Are you going into violence? Like this could be, you know, slamming the table, like, you know, kind of, well, you know, 
you're getting aggressive. Very often when people feel threatened, like they'll do one or two things. They'll either, they'll either overreact or maybe they go silent. Or often what can happen is people will, in the, they might just lie just to get the conversation over and done with. Yeah, 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 no, I agree with you. I will do that. Then they walk out the door and they have no more intention in the man in the moon of actually delivering this. They just want to get out of that, that space because they don't feel safe. So the book really emphasizes the importance of creating a safe space for the conversation where both parties really feel respected and heard. So you need to be able to see why is the safety at risk here. So like, you know, A, have you, you know, what's your body language like when you're sitting down and going in there? Does the other party actually feel safe? Do they feel intimidated by you? Do they feel like, are they worried? So it's up to you to actually control your emotions and let the other person then take their cue from you. Then it's like, you know, have we actually established a mutual purpose? Does the person actually know? Have you ever had a conversation with them before that maybe their work standard wasn't good enough and now they have just been brought straight to maybe a disciplinary hearing? Or, you know, have you actually liked that? You have just been swallowing stuff over and pushing it down. And then when it comes to having the conversation like that, you basically, the other person maybe might be bamboozled as to why they're there. So it's really, really, really important to actually, do do we have a mutual purpose here? Do we know what this conversation is actually about? And then it's like, are you respectful? Like, are you actually going to listen to the person or are you going to brush them off? So that's the exact same way as the person kind of just saying, yeah, telling you what they want to move on. Are you actually going to do the same? So often in this, in order to make an environment safe, if you spot a conversation maybe getting heated, you might necessarily have to um, apologize when appropriate. Like we've all been there. We've all overstepped the line and deliberately hurt somebody and maybe gone that bit too far purely because you're hurting. Like it's not intentional. It's not vicious, but it can happen. So you might have to go, look, I'm really sorry. I made that personal when there was no need for it to be personal. At the end of the day, we just need to find a solution that works for both of us. So it's about creating that safety. Or, you know, another one could be if you have a difficult review to do or you're you're sitting down with a team member, you're going, look, the objective here is that you're happy in your role and you have the training needed so you can be really, really good at your job. I'm not saying to you here you're terrible or that you're really, really bad at your job. What I'm trying to say to you here is that we just need to do more training to get you to a standard where we need you to be, but also so you can be more confident in your role, that you're happy coming in. I'm like, genuinely, I'm sorry if you took this as me saying, like, you know, you were um, terrible. Like, that was not what I was trying to achieve. So that's really how you can simple things like that, how you can, can make environment safe for when you're having the conversation. The other thing they suggest then is master the story. So what, what they're recommending here is stay on track. Like, don't get hooked by your emotions. Like, often when we go into a difficult conversation, um, people are naturally going to be defensive. So there'll be deflection and there'll be distraction. So we don't want to stay in the past. We don't want to get sidetracked about what Mary did down the road here or what John is doing over here. What we need to do is clarify the situation and what are the relevant facts about the situation. What's true as it happens right now, even if this is difficult to accept. What are the opinions? What are the judgments that need to be left aside? So 
then you need to choose what what impact what impact do you want to do and often this means that you're going to have to do something differently so there's no point in you coming in shouting or roaring or there's possibly no point in you coming in dictating there's no point because nothing's going to happen you're basically just going to end up in this vicious cycle of going around and around again so you're going to have to have a look at doing something different different uh, differently like what part do you play in getting to the solution like you want to have a positive impact. So sometimes that might mean thinking differently or looking at an alternative solution. So then also, as you're doing this, you need to observe your thoughts and feelings. Like if you're like, you know, um, being emotionally triggered here, are you feeling sad? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you actually worried that like, oh my God, A, I might lose this employee if I go too hard or B, you know, I might actually... um you know, kind of worried that I could lose my job. Or it could be like, you've had this conversation over and over with your husband now, and now you're kind of going, Jesus Christ, I'm just going to look like the nagging wife now. So you need to actually have a look and kind of ask yourself, right, what do I need to do here to calm myself down? Have I made any assumptions on this? Am I assuming he's actually heard what I've said 12 times? Have I actually landed the plane on this? Am I holding something that's basically good or bad or right or wrong about this? And am I willing to let that go? So these are all very difficult things to do in the moment. And this is where it is important to take a deep breath and go, am I actually in a position to listen? Am I actually in a space where I do want an outcome out of this? Or am I just going in for a row? Then it's really important that you state your path. Like from your point of view, um, what is it that you see factually? Like, and explain how you got to this point. Um, explain, you know, well, from my point of view, I see that X, Y, and Z happened. And then it's maybe opening it up to the floor to the other person that you're having the conversation about and go like, well, do you see this? Or can you see how I've led to this conclusion? Um, and then see what comes from there. But then you need to explore that like people coming in, you're not just having a conversation with yourself. There's going to be possibly two, maybe five people in the room. So you have to see what they're thinking about. Like, so you're going to have to encourage, like, take me through what you're thinking here. So instead of kind of, you know, you could be in a room, what was he thinking or what were they thinking? How did we even get into the situation? It's about maybe calming the situation going and go, can you actually take me through how you got there? Because really, I want to understand. And you're not being, you know, patronizing, you're not being, but it's showing a genuine understanding from how did they get to that point? Because you're just assuming that they have done X, Y, and Z to get to that. So it's very important that you state your path and how you have got to here or how you see how you've ended up here and then let others do the same. And what we need to do then is to be able to compare the views. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. This is what you feel. This is what you feel. Most importantly, are you ready to actually compromise? Are you ready to actually have a look and kind of go, okay, yeah. I can see how you got to that point. I didn't actually realize I was impacting you that way or I didn't see it from that point of view. You know, the book does a great, great example there of um, it's it's a workplace scenario and it's about a boss coming in and she is on this. We need to cut 150,000 out of cost drive straight away. But in the meantime, she's setting up a new um, home office. <laughs> 
And I think there's something like 75,000 worth of costs gone in. There could have been 10,000 on a sofa, 20,000 on a desk or something. And the team are kind of looking going, it's a bit rich. And she did actually have to step back and kind of have a look and go, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can see now why I wasn't getting buy into that. That actually wasn't. And then she had to explain, well, actually, I was paying for this personally. Um, I don't feel that I should have to justify that, but I actually feel you needed the facts on that too. So it is important that, like, you know, you come out and actually explore one another's paths, but be open to resolution, be open to finding alternative situations or solutions. But most importantly, then you need to move to action. Talking and agreeing just won't make things happen. You got to get the action plan and you got to figure out who's doing what, by when, and it has to be some form of written agreement. Because we can all go out of the room on a high and this is great. But then the worst thing that can happen is things actually don't start moving forward. And so it's really, really important that you move to take action. So how did this book save my marriage is probably what you're you're wondering now at this point. Well, it showed me how to actively listen and express my own concerns and feelings clearly. But I suppose it was to find common ground with my husband. And when I look at it, one of the most valuable lessons I learned from this book was the importance of creating a safe space for our conversations. Like in the past, my husband and I, we would have just attacked each other's characters or made sweeping generalizations about each other's behavior or you know, and it just, it got personal and then nothing got resolved. And then you're both hanging off the edge of the bed, not talking to one another until one person caves and starts speaking again. But you're not speaking about the fight and all you're basically doing is just back talking as if things were normal. And then the whole issue was swept under the carpet until the next time. And then what happens? The hurt, the anger of that is getting pushed down further. So then when the next issue comes up that you want to talk about, well, then there's an outburst again. So by following the principles of crucial conversation, we were basically able to create an environment where we both felt heard and understood. And this required work, but this also required a willingness to want to work, to want to actually be able to stop fighting, maybe have difficult conversations. And yeah, it wasn't easy. And yes, we might not always agree and doors still do slam, but issues are getting resolved. And not everything is going around in this whole circle of avoidance. So I suppose to conclude, the techniques taught in crucial, um, crucial conversations, a bit of a mouthful, um, they really are valuable in both business and, and your personal life. So like if you learn to master these techniques, you really can navigate through tough conversations. You can have difficult conversations without being confrontational. You can have difficult conversations and actually maintain a relationship. Like, this is all achievable. But you have to be learned how to develop those communication skills. So I would like to thank you for turning into my podcast today. And if you'd like to learn more about my coaching services or even to connect with me, please feel free to reach out. <music>